on Saturday a bonus flavor episode for you today so now I do want to look at two things as part of this flavor episode and first both of them are both inspired by Ethiopia which I'll touch on shortly um, but I think I just want to touch on the previous um, bonus episode I've done regarding flavor and when I did that, I think I discussed pretty clearly some good reasons why you should develop a flavor vocabulary. The main amongst those is it gives you something to remember flavors and tastes and also how they match. Because um, when you think about flavors, are pretty um, abstract concepts. So you need to get something solid and conscious to be able to remember them clearly and the vocabulary is the best way to do it if you've got a vocabulary you can remember the vocabulary related to foods and use that as your memory this then allows you to be prepared for those foods in the sense of you can really look at what would it match with or what would it not match with and also you can communicate to other people who share your food vocabulary um, and those are all quite useful things to do. So today's flavour topics I'd like to talk about, like I said, are both Ethiopian inspired events. The first one's quite a Melbourne Ethiopian event, and that was a coffee I was having the other week. Now, white coffee in Ethiopia? Who hasn't, have you not heard the charming story about the goat herder whose goats ate the red berries from a, a bush and then he found them very sprightly and then found out about the coffee that was actually in those beans. Cute little story and easy to look up. So coffee comes from Ethiopia. So I was having this mocha coffee, which is not my usual coffee. My usual coffee is along black, but probably every other week or so I will have a double espresso mocha. Now double espresso mocha, well I'd spoken about mochas previously too and you might remember me saying the best way to ruin a mocha is by putting sugar into it reason being it totally destroys the balance of flavors balance being very very important when it comes to adding flavors now what i took from that coffee was that you had two quite contrasting flavors you have the bitterness and the full bodiness rich of the coffee and then you have the richness with the sweetness of the chocolate so in a lot of ways they are opposite flavors but very similar shaped flavors in the sense that they have both have full bodies with a kind of peak of one kind or another now i think this is a good thing to remember because finding things that contrast with each other is a good way to generally get an interesting flavor such as you get with a mocha you don't just get a nice sweet or a nice bitter flavor you have 
a more interesting flavor because you've got both of them together. Now, let's have a look at where else we won't see this happen. Drinks is actually a pretty good place to start because think about lemonade. What is a lemon? Sour. What's the opposite of sour? Sweet, okay? So you put the sweet and sour together in the right mixture, what do you get? Lemonade. One of the most popular soft drinks out there now. One thing I also encourage you to look at is look at the shape of a flavour. So, now if I was to say lemonade shape, I would say it's more a, a small triangle shape in the sense that it, its flavour peaks quickly then fades away to nothing. And its peak would be the sweetness more than anything. Um, okay, whereas if you look at a coffee's flavour shape, I would say it's a much thicker uh, longer, more an oblong shape with uh, some rough spikes on it. Okay, the thickness and the length of it because it is a rich flavor that stays in your mouth for a good period of time, but also because it is rich and has a depth of flavor, it's quite thick. The little sharp rough bits at the top is the bitterness. Where else do we see this? In drinks? Well, beer. Why on earth do gentlemen like to drink beer when it's most beers are quite bitter. Well, they're not strictly bitter alone, are they? No. They also have a really nice, rich protein body or unami flavour. So we could totally say unami is the opposite of bitter. So it together in a beer makes the beer an interesting flavour. Now, the other important thing that I learnt from that coffee, but my second Ethiopian thing, which is a beautiful curry I had recently at an Ethiopian restaurant was that this other most so good contrasting flavors are useful but just as importantly the most important thing is balance to make sure that they are balanced well against each other you don't want one to be overwhelmed the other or not because that can really ruin it so I went to an Ethiopian restaurant as I've done a couple of times now and I had a really beautiful curry now my rating for a curry system is pretty simple and that is Okay, so it obviously had a good range of herbs and spices in it because it had a good flavor, but it was very well balanced. Not one of those things stood out or overwhelmed the other ones. And look, you can imagine thinking when you're cooking with herbs and spices, to a degree you're kind of playing with fire because just a, a small thing can make a big difference. So this is something that only comes with experience and practice, I guess. So I guess recipes aid with that, giving you some idea of where you can start, but developing flavors and matching them together is something you'll have to do yourself. And be aware of this balancing of them to make sure that you get a good balanced flavor because that is, like I said, contrasting flavors are great, but only if you can balance them well. Now, speaking of Ethiopian restaurants, can I please recommend that you go out and eat at an Ethiopian restaurant? They really do have a wonderful range of curries including a good number of vegetarian curries, so you can bring anyone in the family along to that one, as well as a number of good meat ones, including a beautiful Ethiopian lamb dish, which is lamb simmered in Ethiopian butter, which is a really heavy garlic butter. Quite tender little chunks of lamb and, and very rich and flavour-filled. So I hope um, what comes with that, you can see, is to find contrasting flavours but to keep them balanced. Okay, so I would really strongly recommend when you go to an Ethiopian restaurant 
first couple of times I did I didn't. You'll sit down at a table, you'll be a little bit shocked because of, you'll have a plate, you'll have a glass and serviettes, but you will not have any cutlery. Why is that? Well, they don't use cutlery, do they? Who needs cutlery when you have an endura? Endura is basically the Ethiopian term for pancake, which is what they use to eat their curries with. Now, I was not smart enough to actually ask the person for help, and I just kind of messed my way through the meal three of those four times that I've been to an Ethiopian restaurant. And last reason, the most recent time I went, the lady said to me as she bought out my curry, can I show you the best way to use Endura? And I said, yes, please. And she just very gracefully in less than two minutes showed me the simple way that it can be used quite effectively with as little mess and as little waste as possible. And, and at the end of that meal, not only was I full and satisfied with a beautiful, rich, well, perfectly balanced curry, but I was clean as a whistle because I had known how to use the Endura properly. So please go to an Ethiopian restaurant and please do ask for their assistance because they are charming people and they'll be happy to share their culture with you. So, so can you, when my curry comes out, can you show me how to use the Endura to eat it with it, please? Like I said, it's two minutes of time that will really make for a lifetime of satisfaction with a very interesting um, food source. I hope you will go out and meet. Because I think this was one thing that we kind of do forget that a lot of those businesses over our COVID quarantine period, a lot of them were closed and kind of things. So I've made an effort to make sure I go back to my international restaurants just to let them know just how important they are to Melbourne and um, how important they are to my culinary enjoyment. And I hope you can enjoy it as well. So that's all for now, and I'll be back next Saturday with another market report. So stay fresh. Thanks for your time. Good day. That's what you got to do to the world. Of the season, get it into you.